Welcome back to Decadorks. We're the 12 sided guys. We have Scott as Barkeep. At your service. <laughs> Sabrina as the flautist. Oh, hi. Jordan as Dr. McSpooky. You are most welcome. Matt as Pool Boy. <laughs> that is my name. Don't wear it out. And me, Paul, as just Paul. Thanks for coming <laughs> along with us on this new adventure in Vio Severia. If you want more Chorus of the Forsaken and more past content from the Crystal Codex campaign, then consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash 12sidedguys. We've got character sheets, a wiki, and maps, bonus chats with the players, etc., etc. And don't forget to leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcasting app or with your family and friends. Twitch streaming is back, so if you want to see my process for world building, you can get announcements for when I'll be streaming on our Discord server, and then stick around and chat with other Dordecadorks and Dozens Cousins. Anyway, if you ever traverse the Great Wall of China with nothing to protect you except your purple flute, then this podcast is for you. It's Chorus of the Forsaken, Episode 6. Purple flute. <laughs> I like the way you said purple flute. Thank you. I did say it awkwardly. I realized after I said it and I was like, you know what? Let's move along. <laughs> A hollow beating of drums behind the eyes greets Tobias as he comes back to consciousness. He presses his pillow over his face in a vain attempt to block out the unwelcome daylight boring through the window shade of his room at the all the way in. Too much drink, he mutters, his voice muffled beneath the cushion. Unaccustomed to heavy drinking, Tobias only recently discovered it as a quick remedy for the anxiety that's gripped him since departing on his assignment. A temporary remedy, and not without its own unpleasant consequences, yet preferable to the dread of his unenviable task. Bad news, bad news, here I come with bad news, he continues to himself as he reluctantly lifts the pillow. The day outside is dreary, the thick, overcast skies threatening rain. Still, the light that penetrates his hungover eyelids is blinding. With slow, deliberate movement, he forces his eyes open and allows them to gradually adjust. There, on the nightstand, sits the flask he left there the night before. One drop, just a sip, just to get me going, he whispers to himself as he raises it to his lips. It burns on the way down, but it also warms him and steadies his frayed nerves. He takes a few more moments to compose himself before rising from bed. As he slips into his breeches, his thoughts wander back to a week ago. He vividly recalls the moment when he received his assignment directly from Baron Thorn, a powerful, ominous figure with a dark reputation. One of his night vassals from a piss-pot town in the Shadow Pines to the west has been derelict in paying the king's taxes. Tobias recalls the anger simmering in the Baron's eyes as he issued his edict. Not anger alone, no, there was also a fleeting hint of fear, particularly at the mention of Thorne's imminent audience with the King at a Grand Council of the Barons. Tobias can't be certain, but the fear seemed to stem more from the prospect of being called to Mirlov to stand before the King in person than from having to account for his land's light coffers. Tobias fastens the shield-shaped brooch bearing the Baron's sigil, a rampant fox next to a downward-pointing sword, before splashing tepid water on his face. He examines his eyes in the small mirror on the wall. 
Not too bloodshot, he attempts to reassure himself, but the voice in his head betrays the churning unease in his stomach. His near-death experience en route has worried him that the two guards he brought from Redlam would not be a sufficient show of force to convince the negligent knight of the gravity of the Baron's demands. He silently thanks the gods for the four brave warriors he encountered on the last night of his journey, and even more for their mercenary mindset. He checks his purse, personal funds he's reserved for this trip. Paying the four from his own pocket will cost him deeply, but he can't shake the feeling that it will be money well spent. Worth every penny. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's honestly the nicest thing anybody's ever said about me. <laughs> that you're worth every penny. <laughs> I low-key feel bad about getting him drunk. I'm not going to lie. No. No, I don't. I think we're worth every penny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oren, he got himself drunk. It's not our fault that he chose to do business while inebriated. <laughs> it sounds like this isn't a new thing for him either, so I don't know if it's really our issue. And also, this is all information you guys don't actually have. This is insight yeah, into yeah. him. But what I was going to say is welcome back to Via Severia. Last time we were together, Tobias hired you guys for a job and you decided that you would help him go and convince the negligent knight, Sir Roland, that it's time to pay his taxes. Oh, is it April 15th already? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's filed an extension, you know, but uh, uh, he, oh, that's right. It's that fantasy. Too. It's fantasy September. That's right. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> um, uh, but before you guys went to the castle grimly, we had a couple of other encounters. There was somebody rummaging through the kitchens at the all the way in, who quickly and magically escaped before anyone could question her. Uh, she appeared to be. Um, an Aeonian Inquisitor complete with flame tattoos on her face. Also, you guys were making some very rude comments about how old she looked. She couldn't hear us. She was really far away when we said that. <laughs> That's true. Also, it looks like her hearing was bad because of how old she was. Just saying. <laughs> well, no, the problem was she was only 40. It was only how old she looked that was so bad. Oh, yeah, she just aged so poorly. <laughs> Meth, dude. Not even once. <laughs> Well, also, Guy went back to his room at the Silvercrest Manor, realized that the door in his room that leads to the basement was left cracked. He went down and explored a little bit and did not find anything of particular interest and came back up and slept for the rest of the night. And the last thing that happened was you all accompanied Tobias, the tax collector of Baron Thorn of the Barony of Alaron, back up to Castle Grimly to meet with Sir Roland, where as you were speaking with Sir Roland, as he was surrounded by the captain of his guards, his squire, his steward, and also um, a half-orc guard standing behind you, he informed you all that the taxes were gone, they were spent, and that he was not going to let you interfere, especially now that he was so close. And the last thing that happened is we were going to roll initiative this time. So I want to start by everyone rolling initiative. Hey, Paul, don't forget that Guy also displayed magic. Oh, good, good, good call. And Guy displayed magic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. He's a Bahama. 
Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> totally canon now. I was I was fine letting it be just a one or two episode running gag, but apparently nope. it's a thing now. It's sticking <laughs> around. <Yeah>. Thing. <laughs> Ornan got a nineteen. Uh, Mogram got a seven. Sylvie got a sixteen. Gee got a seventeen. All right. Up on the north wall, lined up, we have Tobias standing next to one of his guards, and then Sylvie and Ornan and Magrim are all kind of against this north wall, standing in the middle after casting a spell and sending Tobias away from the potential danger, we have Guy, and then standing a little bit further south, we have Tobias's other guard. Now, on the eastern wall on this dais, we have Sir Roland, and then next to him, we have a squire, and then Tucked into the corner, hiding away, we have Edmund the Steward, a man that they had been seeing at the All the Way Inn uh, basically every night and sometimes in the morning as well. And then behind everybody at this archway that leads into this trophy hallway, uh, we have the half-orc guard who let them in to the castle. And the last thing that uh, we see as you guys are standing here in this great hall, you look to the uh, southern wall and there is a balcony from the second floor looking down into the Great Hall. And you can see that there is, uh, looks like an elvish woman with uh, auburn hair. And she has a bow drawn. And it looks like you guys are kind of surrounded. So what we're going to do, we're going to jump right into initiative. And at the top of the initiative, we have Edmund the Steward, who crawls into the northeast corner of the room off the dais and curls up into a ball as small and tight as he can and takes the dodge action. Are we sure he's not the roly-poly around here? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. And next, at initiative 19, we have Ornan. Now, Ornan, just uh, just a heads up, weapons have not been drawn, but definitely moves are being made towards weapons. And it looks like a lot of swords. You said there's a bow drawn on us. Oh, there is a bow drawn, yes, up above, yes. Ornan is going to... Um, move south and west and stand in between the woman with the bow and Tobias. Okay. His hammer doesn't have a sheath. He just like uses it like as a walking stick as he's walking around. So it's kind of like in his hands already. But my action that I'm preparing is if anyone approaches Tobias with hostility, I will strike at them. And that will be my turn. Okay. Um, Watching you, our next initiative, we have uh, one of the guards of Tobias. He's got two guards, um, a man and a woman. The woman is already standing next to Tobias, and she has her spear out. But the man is going to step up, and he's going to mimic you, uh, Ornan. And he is going to level his spear and brace it for anybody who comes to charge or try to get towards Tobias and ready an attack as well. Guy. We have you standing in the middle of the room. You are 10 feet from who you assume is the captain of the guard, this uh, older man. He's bald. He's got a gray beard. He's wearing brigandine armor, and he's got um, a long sword across his back. Okay. Well, last thing he did was he sent Tobias between. So he will now draw his sword, and he's actually going to cast Investiture of the Void on himself again. Uh, like he did the night before. So he'll say, Investitura in Anis. And now he's got that dark blue kind of opaque glow in the shadowy parts of his person. But he will say now, looking at Sir Roly-Poly, so close to finishing what? What could be so important that you would attack the Baron's messenger? 
and uh, I'll be re- there ready for combat. Next up, we have Sylvie. Sylvie will just brandish her staff um, and furrow her brow and just kind of try to look as intimidating as possible while she says, remember guys, we got to make them bleed to win the 10 gold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But her voice will kind of crack at it and, uh, but she's ready to brawl if need be. That's awesome. All right. That brings us now to Tobias's other guard. She is also going to ready an attack. She's going to step forward a little bit away from the wall. And so now standing in a row, all with weapons ready to go, we have both of Tobias's guard. And in the middle, we have Ornin. And that will now bring us to Sir Roland. Sir Roland is standing there um, on this dais. He's wearing nicer clothing. Like I said last time, it's outdated, but it is definitely expensive. He is going to draw from his back a great sword. He's going to point the sword directly at Guy, who is just 10 feet away, uh, standing in front of him. And he is going to... I'm 15 feet away. Thank you. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to be caught in something that's only has 10 foot reach. Uh, he is going to call out... And he's going to say, remember your oaths are to me. Protect me. And then that is going to be his turn. And next up, we have got the archer up above. She is going to level her bow and point it directly at Tobias. She's going to look over at Sir Roland, who is going to nod. And then she is going to take two shots. Two shots? What level are these people? <laughs> this character here, I can t- you want the challenge rating? Too damn high. <laughs> one half. Okay. Two shots. I'm going to use one of my reactions. Oh, no, you made a human shield, but you put the short guy right in front of him. <laughs> okay, so we have I, we have some really bad rolls. We have a five and we have a six. Oh, never mind. I'm not going yeah. to use my reaction. The first shot was a natural one. So two arrows go whizzing by, and anyone who's watching this archer, this uh, this uh, auburn-haired elf up on the on the balcony, you can see that she looks uneasy about what she is doing, but she still does loose the arrows, and that now brings us to Magram. Gosh, I mean, it, there's a part of me that wishes that there was a way that this could be resolved somewhat amicably, but it doesn't look like that's the case. Magram's going to step forward and kind of come up alongside Guy in the room. And for that archer that just fired, he's going to shoot a crossbow dart at her that has a strong paralytic inside of it. So she needs to make a DC 13 wisdom save. DC 13 wisdom. Let's see what she can do. She rolled rolled a four. (laughs) So she rolled a one, a two, and a three in order. That's amazing. <laughs> so she is paralyzed? Is that what you're saying? She she is paralyzed for a minute. Is it concentration then? It is concentration, yes. Um, and so I'm going to do that and yell out, Put away your weapons or there will be bloodshed. But we want bloodshed. And I will have that be my turn. She stands there like rigid. But that brings us now to Tobias. And he turns to you guys and he says, they've, they've attacked me, a representative of the Baron. Protect me. And he is going to draw a rapier from his waist. And he's going to hold it and ready an attack for anyone who comes near him. You get the impression he will attack back, but he is not about to rush into combat. 
And that brings us now to the last three people on the initiative order are the three people who have not done anything yet, and they are all your opponents. First off, we have this young man next to Sir Roland. He's young. He's probably 16. Uh, Obviously, Sir Roland's squire. Uh, And he looks scared, but also um, excited as he draws his longsword and in a two-handed grip rushes towards Guy, the closest combatant. And he is going to take uh, one attack at you. A natural... <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. A natural one with his longsword in two hands. He's real nervous. Oh. He, is, he is very nervous. Oh, I probably would have killed him if he hit. So he, um, he swings and he misses. But then as a bonus action, he is going to try to shove you. Um, and so um, he is going to make an attack. Are we doing Baldur's Gate rules where shove is a bonus yeah, action? Someone's someone's been playing Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I was literally just thinking that. I'm like, oh, yeah, shove him over the edge. <laughs> so technically, technically, this stat block comes from the House of Lament. So shove was already a bonus action for this character, which is actually, spoilers, it's a squire uh, stat block. So um, he is going to try to shove you. You got a plus three to this roll. That's going to be a six. I rolled another three. You very well could beat me because I have a plus zero. It's like a symphony of errors. It's like Dumb and Dumber getting into a fight because all of our guys are rolling like super poorly right now. It's wonderful. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm throwing a lot of guys at you right now. And it's like, oh, you guys will be fine. I'm like imagining the music right now is the... And it's all like sped up. <laughs> he comes up to uh, Guy and he tries to attack, but then he falls and pulls my clothes off. And I'm wearing my bra and panties and I go, Ee! and then we start chasing each other around. Exactly. And then there's, there's an English Bobby who starts hitting us on the head as he's chasing behind us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, Benny Hill. Yeah, Matt, what did you get for athletics? <laughs> I got a four. Oh, God damn it. Okay, ah. you are shoved back five feet. Um, and actually... Yeah, that's all. <laughs> you just get shoved back five feet. <laughs> and next, that brings us to the half-orc standing behind you. This man uh, named Duncan, actually. This half-orc man draws his great axe and rushes towards Tobias, but first he has to get through his guard. The guard is going to take an attack first as the half-orc approaches, and that is going to be... That is definitely going to hit. That's going to be a 15, and he is going to deal six damage. Wow. Wow pretty good and now the half orc is going to murder him (laughs) in a rage um swings his great axe uh recklessly and that is going to be 18 to hit and is going to deal 12 damage and literally slices the guard like the guard stabs with his spear, tries to get his shield up in time, and the axe comes over the top of it, hits him in the shoulder, and goes halfway through his chest before the half-orc pulls the axe out and the guard, uh, he falls down to the ground, dead or dying. He does move closer to Tobias to get right up into range with him, so Ornan, you can take your attack, and so is Tobias going to take an attack. Did he he attack recklessly, though, so do I have advantage? You do. And Tobias is going to get a hit with his, uh, with his rapier. And deal max damage, nine damage. That's a crit. Oh, nice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So 19 damage. Wow, oh my dude. gosh. That's huge. That's amazing. Holy cow. I'd hate to have to bonk you again. Could you step away <laughs> from my friend Tobias here? Oh, my gosh. 
does it look like he takes that full brunt of the damage? He is still standing. You see a drop of blood uh, like start to form at the corner of his mouth, um, but he is also snarling like a rabid beast. Which now brings us to Gareth, the captain of the guard, this older man, bald man with the with the gray goatee. He draws forth a long sword and steps up towards Guy. Yes. Guy, we've got two attacks coming your way. Okay. Um, a 19 and a 14. The 19 will hit. Okay, that is going to be <laughs> minimum damage of four. Oh, nice. Okay, so when he hits me, it actually, it looks like he's hitting like a thin layer of glass around me and you can kind of hear it just crack and shatter a little bit. And when he hits me, a blast of bluish like glass sprays back at him and hits him for 10 damage. Oh my goodness. I love that. And let me guess, he didn't soak up all your damage yet, did he? Oh no. <laughs> I saw six. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. <sighs> yeah, that's beautiful. Well, that is his turn. Um, he might draw his short sword and start doing dual wielding here in the next round, because this has been a pretty brutal round. <laughs> yeah, that first roll was... Actually, wait, wait. There's actually... I forgot. He has some inspiration from Sir Roland. He gets to roll a d4 to add it to that first roll. That first roll is actually going to be an 18 to hit. That matches my AC. So that will also hit. That is going to be uh, 9 damage. Okay, then he will take another 10 damage. Uh, and it broke okay. through my shoe. So now all of the glass around me is now, what didn't blast back at him has now cracked and fallen to the floor. And as it hits with the tinkling sound of glass, it it hits the ground and then starts to turn to like a heavy smoke, kind of like, um, you know, dry ice in, in root beer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am well aware. Delicious. All right. Um, as uh, as we end this first round, we get back to the top of the initiative order, and we have Edmund, the steward. He is going to continue to take the dodge action, standing in the corner, whimpering to himself, holding his head in his hands, just saying, no, 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 I should have done something sooner. Is he standing or fetal positioning? He is on his feet, but he's hunched way over. You know, classic um, NPC in like a video game where like the battle starts and they just kind of hunch over. They're just kind of standing there. No, their um, hands are fists above their head. <laughs> exactly. No, he is holding his head. You can hear him mumbling to himself saying, I should have done something. This has got out of hand. That's what you hear him doing over in the corner, which brings us now to Ornan. Ornan, you are standing up there near Tobias. Tobias has a half orc ready to just destroy him with a great axe, <laughs> but it is your turn first. Yeah. So Ornan is going to strike out with his war pick again, and I sh I still have advantage because he was reckless, right? You have advantage until his next turn, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to strike out for a 23 to hit. That will hit. Dealing 10 piercing damage. Oh my gosh. And I'll say, this next one's just a warning. I'd really like you to back away. And then I'm going to spin the shaft and I'm going to hit him with the hammer side. Okay. For a 17 to hit. That will hit, yes. He's only wearing like a chain shirt. Classic spin the shaft and hit him with the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dealing 11 damage. Oh my gosh, this guy has taken 55 points of damage already. He is still standing, but he is hurting very bad. All right. And yeah, that will be my turn. Okay. 
we now move down the initiative order past the dead uh, the dead guard from Tobias, and we get to Guy. Guy, you have the captain of the guard standing just south of you. He has attacked you twice, hit you twice. You also have the squire who tried to hit you, but um, you can tell is not very skilled in combat. Um, he is still standing a little bit uh, further to the east of you. What are you going to do? Well, I have my sword drawn. I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take an attack on this this captain of the guard, and I'm going to try to invoke an impaling shadow. So first, I'll go ahead and do my attack. Let's see if I'll even hit. Okay. That's an 18 to hit. That will hit, yes. Okay, so that does nine slashing damage, and as I swing my sword, my bastard sword, you can kind of see that there's this almost ghostly phantom arm that comes out from my body as if I was taking a fencing stance and coming out with like a rapier. And it also stabs him through. The arm is wearing almost like a fancy like dress coat, this really like deep blue, almost like an indigo. Um, and uh, when the arm strikes, then it dissipates, but you can see that the the shadow rapier is still like stabbed through his torso. Okay. So, yeah, that did nine damage. And then um, I'll go ahead, I'll draw the attack of opportunity um, as I then move up toward Tobias. And I'm going to try to stand next to Tobias. You are going to get hit as you try to move away. He swings at you with his sword two-handed, um, dealing ooh, 11 damage. Oh, that's huge. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to come up to Tobias and I put my hand on his shoulder and I'm going to say, let's get you somewhere safer. And I'm going to send him between again, but this time I'm going to send him up onto the balcony next to the paralyzed uh, archer. Nice. Just saying, you know. <laughs> I mean, he can stab her if he wants to be auto crits. <laughs> it would be auto crits. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Okay. Oh, so Gia's taken some serious damage, but... It is now Sylvie's turn. Sylvie, you're standing now next to Guy. There is, um, nobody is directly next to you, uh, but you have the half-orc off to the west. You have the captain of the guards down south, and then you have the squire and the knight uh, a little bit off to the east. Lots of targets to choose from. So Sylvie is going to faux stumble over this rug, and as she like falls into him, she's going to use um, a static shocking grasp Trying oh, to make it look okay. casual. Okay. 21. Yeah, that'll hit. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And then that's going to do five damage. All right. You see that he is now also bleeding. Anything else that Sylvie is going to do? I think Sylvie will actually just kind of step back towards uh, Guy and then try to kind of like hide back behind him. All right. Sylvie, your turn is up. That brings us now to the other guard of Tobias. She sees her charges now up on the balcony, seeing that he is standing next to this archer that is stuck in place and cannot move. She is going to step in front of Guy and next to Ornan and start attacking at this half-orc that has taken quite the beating already. Um, she is going to attack with advantage, and she's going to hit with a 23, and she's going to deal five damage to him. He is still standing, but is looking very, very rough. Um, that is her turn. And now we have Sir Roland. With his greatsword out, he looks around to see what targets there are, and he sees the closest target is Magrim. 
He is going to step towards Magrim, and he's going to take two attacks. Seven or ten. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This would have been a real short campaign for Magrim. Let me see. Let me just make sure that he doesn't also get that benefit. I don't think he can get the benefit. Yeah, he can't use it himself. So he cannot use it himself. So he misses. (laughs) Magrim, you are so lucky. All right. Now, with the the paralyzation of the archer, does she get to make a save every turn? Uh, Yeah. At the end of her turn, she can make a wisdom save again. DC 13. (laughs) I think that's a a five. Uh, No, that's a four. So she is still stuck in place. Great. All right. Magrum, it is your turn. You actually have the squire as well as the knight right up next to you, threatening you. Uh, What are you going to do? You know, if I could describe Magrim in a single word, it would be squishy. So what I'm going to do is use the disengage action to get the heck out of there. So I, I take 25 feet back to the west towards the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I'm going, I'm I'm kind of stumbling a little bit in that direction and saying like, it didn't need to come to bloodshed. No. And then he kind of stumbles and this eerie blue light emerges from his chest. And it's like this small flame in the air in front of him. And this is Mogrim's hinky punk. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. So <laughs> that's not a real word. <laughs> it is indeed, actually. So Mogrim's hinky punk is this, it's a spiritual manifestation that will show up when he's in dire combat and there are people dying. And uh, yeah, so that now is kind of hovering in the air near him. It seriously sounds like, seriously sounds like Mogrim was like, uh, it's a spell, I promise. It's got a really cool name. It's a... Hinky punk. <laughs> I, so I was doing all this research. I trust you, man. I trust you. I mean, you got you got your brownies. Yeah. You got, well, yeah. I, so I was I was doing some research, and uh, it's it's called a like throughout folklore. If you're studying these things, they're known as psychopomps, which is a really cool name. But they all have different names throughout you know historical folklore. Will o' wisps fairy lights, things of that nature. My mm-hmm. ex was a psychopomp. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but one of them is Kinky Punk. And so I'm like, that's adorable. And indeed, when you see this thing floating, it has like giant, like puppy dog-like eyes. Um, these little wisps of blue flame that kind of look like cartoonish squid tentacles. And uh, it floats in the air and it actually, you can hear a sound from this thing as it's floating there. And it sounds a lot like, (laughs) (laughs) you summon Elmo in a combat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can we have it appear just five feet further away and make an attack against the uh, captain of the guard. Awesome. 17 to hit. Uh, That will barely hit, yes. Sweet. Okay. And the damage is nine force damage. Holy cow. Dude, that guy's hinky punk rock. 
<laughs> All right, it is now Tobias's turn. Tobias has his rapier in hand. He sees this archer standing here at the uh, at the balcony. He's now up above you guys. Um, he is going to. He is such a punk. <laughs> He's going to step around behind her, and he is going to shove her off the balcony. <laughs> Dude, we've been playing too much Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> okay, she actually she automatically fails. I think she automatically fail, fails any athletics checks. She uh, tumbles end over end. It is now down on the ground, and she ends up taking five falling damage. Could he have done more with his uh, rapier? Yes, but now she is not on the same level as him. And after doing that, he is going to tuck back away so that he is out of view of anyone down below. And <laughs> what a punk. <laughs> yeah. All right. You now have this um, auburn haired elven woman, uh, bow still held tight and rigid in her, in her hands, laying on the floor, groaning. And it is now the squire's turn. The squire is standing next to uh, Sir Roland. He is going to look around at the battlefield to see who to go after. Um, and then he's going to go towards the closest target, which is Sylvie. Sylvie, we have an attack coming towards you. That is going to be a 12. Does that hit you? Um, a 12 does just hit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. So that is going to be... Oh, my gosh. Oh, Big my damage. God. You take 10 damage okay. from this squire. <sighs> we need to get you mage armor. All right. Not feeling great about that, but... Uh, all right. Vibing. That is his whole turn. And now we have the half-orc. The half-orc is going to, um, after seeing the damage that Ornan has done to him, the half-orc is coming after you. He's attacking recklessly at Ornan, and that uh, he is going to hit you with a 23. That will hit. And that is going to be... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's yes. the second time. Minimum damage, four damage with a great axe to Ornan. Okay. I'll take it. That is his turn. And now, last but not least, we have Gareth, the captain of the guards, who has been um, taking a beating, surprisingly. He is going to rush up. And as he soon is, as he moves, as soon as he moves, the shadow rapier stuck through him explodes oh for eight damage. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes. And that's my thunder gosh. damage, yeah. Holy cow. Okay, he is... He is, he's rocked by this. You can see him like stumble to his knee, but then he gets back up and with his teeth gritted, he is going to rush towards Ornan and Guy, as well as this other guard, but he's going after Ornan and Guy. So one attack towards Ornan, one attack towards Guy. First one is towards Ornan. That is going to be, that's not gonna make it. That's only gonna be a, a 10. The second attack towards Guy. Is, is not gonna make it? Is going to be a 19. Ooh, okay. Actually, it's going to be, it's gonna be a 23. Okay. I'm going to use Spectral Redirect. Okay. So Ornan reaches out with his left arm, the stump arm, and for the br a brief moment, you can see like like a skeletal hand appear, and he aims it at the captain of the guard. And as the captain is striking with his weapon, a portal opens, and he actually attacks Roly Poly with that attack. Whoa! Oh my goodness. Dealing nine damage to Sir Roland. Oh my gosh, I oh. love that so much. Oh, that is so clutch. 
Now, everyone has seen it. Had that hit me, I would have only had one hit point left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so here's the deal now. Everyone has now seen magic being done here in this room by all four of you. Yeah, I haven't done shit. I just used the carpet. <laughs> you did shocking grass. <laughs> no, you did shocking no, her grass. Her feet got scuffed on the carpet when she tripped, and then it was just the static. <laughs> it was casual as hell. Static <laughs> oh, electricity. Is that why you, you were stumbling to shuffle <laughs> yeah, your feet against you the carpet? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> All right. Back up to the top of the round. Uh, Edmund the steward is still cowering in the corner. Um, Ornan, it is your turn. You have, behind you, you have this bleeding, barely standing half-orc. And uh, on the other side of you, you have the captain of the guard, who is also in terrible shape. Both of these, um, let's see, who is in worse shape, actually? Actually, the captain of the guard is in worse shape than the half-orc, but they are both in really bad shape. I'm more worried about the half-orc, so Ornan is going to strike with his war pick at the half-orc. He's also easier to hit. For a 24 to hit. That will hit. Dealing 11 piercing damage. What happens to this half-orc as you strike him down? Well, I tried to warn ya! And then Ornan strikes, and the pick just, like, punctures right through his throat, and the guy just falls to the ground. And he pulls the pick out, and he says... I don't want to do this to anybody else, so let's try to tone things down. Here's the other thing. Uh, Ornan, you've lived in this town for a long time. You, you've probably had this guy in your inn drinking on multiple occasions. You know his name is Duncan. Yeah. You know that the elven woman who got pushed off the balcony, you know that her name is Serena, right? You know that Gareth is the captain of the guards. You know that Sir Roland, you know that the, you know that this young um, squire who seems to be in way over his head. You know, his name is Heyman. Um, and you know that he grew up here in town. You know these people, and you just delivered the killing blow to Duncan. All right. Ornan, anything else you want to do? Yeah, I'm going to move around the captain of the guard to stand south of the captain next to captain of the guard and Heyman, the young boy, ready for anything. Okay. And I'm also, like, super short. So it was like I, may, I might have had to jump up to hit Duncan in the throat, but you know, made it <laughs> I imagine happen. your war pick has kind of a longer handle. Yeah, yeah. Because you can probably take people <laughs> off horses with it. You're yeah. a gnome. The only reason why you have five foot reach is because you have a long weapon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us now to Guy, uh, to Pool Boy. <laughs> Guy, what are you going to do? You have the captain of the guard in front of you, looking terrible. The squire is also within within range. Yeah, I, but I, again, I can't really take any more hits. So I'm going to go ahead and do Investiture of the Void again. Investiture in the Nice. And give myself 10 temporary hit points. Nice. I'm just going to stand there looking threatening so that they, hopefully they'll direct their attacks toward me. Okay. Well, it is now Sylvie's turn. Sylvie, you are also uh, within range of the Captain of the Guard and the Squire. Okay, awesome. I think um, Sylvie is going, well, I guess Arnon kind of messed up what she was going to do, but it's okay. I think now that the uh, cat is out of the bag with the magic, I think she is going to use Witch's Bolt on uh, the young little squire here, and that is going to be a 15 to hit. That will hit. Okay, cool. So that is going to do 14 damage. Oh. Um, 
What happens to Haman the Squire? Oh, sorry, bud. I didn't. I didn't thought. I thought he was doing okay. He was. Um, doing, he had not been hit at all. Uh, he's oh. a sixteen-year-old boy. So, what happens to Haman the Squire as you strike him with your witch bolt? A bolt of lightning kind of comes down and just, I'm imagining he kind of looks around scared and before he can even kind of realize what happens, he is a pile of ashes. Oh, gosh. His padded armor just burns off of him. His body is just gone. There's a sword laying there. Uh, the, the leather on the handle looks like it's you know barely been broken in. Oops. What else are you going to do? You're still, you're still within threat range of this uh, captain of the guard. Honestly, Sylvie's just kind of going to stand there in shock. Okay. I don't think she's ever killed a human before, just the Grix. Ah. Uh, okay. Well, that now brings us to um, Tobias's last remaining guard. She is going to, uh, with her spear, attempt to attack uh, Gareth, the captain of the guard. That is only going to be a 14. That is not enough. Uh, Gareth is moving, uh, even though his age, I mean, he's got like silver hair. He looks like he is uh, physically fit uh, and a well-seasoned soldier. It is now Sir Roland's turn. We have Ornan and Sylvie in range. Sir Roland steps forward and he goes, Heyman, no! And he looks very angry and he's going to attack once at Sylvie and once at Ornan. Sylvie, 21. That's going to hit. Ouch. Holy cow. Oh, oh my goodness. That is 14 damage. Sylvie's down. Oh, no. Sylvie goes down. Ornan, another attack comes at you. That's only going to be a seven to hit. That will miss. Okay. That is Sir Roland's turn. And that brings us now to Serena, the archer who fell from the balcony. She is going to, at the end of her turn, try to make a save. And that is going to be, um, what's the difficulty? Is it 14? It was 13. She, on the end of her turn, suddenly is no longer paralyzed. But she's still prone on the ground from being pushed off by Tobias. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Magrum, it is your turn. You have this elven archer on the ground. You have a captain of the guard who looks in very rough shape. You have a relatively unhurt Sir Roland. And you've got your, um, your hinky punk standing right there next to uh, the captain of the guard. So Mogram will quickly load a dart and he is going to shoot that at uh, Sylvie at her body as it lays there. Rude. And this is a analgesic <laughs> and rapid clotting agent dart. And this will heal her for six healing. Oh, okay, never mind. Cool. Thank you. You need to get consent before you just shoot people with needles. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvie, your eyes flutter open as you're laying on the ground, and you, you can feel, like, stickiness around you. You realize that you are bleeding. It hurts so good. It, it, yeah, you have been hit really hard, but you are somehow alive. So, Paul, would it be okay if I were to just do another bonus action instead of taking a, a normal action? I think that's fine. I mean, we played that way last campaign, and usually a bonus action is kind of a weaker, uh, less powerful move anyway. So yeah, that should be fine. Awesome. So the Hinky Punk will make a, an attack at the Captain of the Guard with a 16 to hit? That will barely miss. Oh, no! dang it. Brutal. Okay. That is all I can do. All right. Well, then that is going to now bring us to Tobias, who is hiding up above. And you hear him kind of call out, 
Let me know when it's safe. Protect me. And we're going to skip past uh, the squire. You mean the burning husk? We're going to skip past the dead half-orc. The Frankenstein. He's got the hole in his neck. And then we are down to Gareth, the captain of the guard, who has Ornan, Guy, and Sylvie. And the guard. Okay, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. He's been hit uh, multiple times. He's going to take two attacks, and he's going to attack. First, he's going to attack at Ornan. Second, he's going to attack at Sylvie again. Oh, no. <sighs> but Guy's there looking Get so attractive. Here. Hey, you should hit me twice instead of her. Or hit me. I'm not hiding anything. Um, Ornan, that's going to be a 19. That's going to be actually a 22. Does that hit you? That hits. Uh, it's going to be, ooh, 12 damage to you. Okay. And Sylvie, that is going to be a um, 6 plus 5. That's 11 so far. Oh, God. What's your AC? 12. There's no way he can't hit you. He oh, rolled a God. one on the leadership roll, so he Ugh. still gets to hit you. Does he, does he get to add that every attack? So the way that it works is for one minute, anyone within 30 feet of Sir Roland makes an attack roll, the creature can add a d4 to its roll if it can hear and understand the knight. So yes. Jeez. Yeah. It's like super bardic inspiration. I was feeling so good when you said it was an 11, but now I'm feeling so bad. So, so bad. Let's see how the damage is. Oh, max damage. That's 13 damage. All right. I'm back down. Oh, gosh. Your girl's pulling a gale. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, gosh. All right. That is now going to bring us back to the top of the round. We have Edmund the steward. You see he is looking around, uh, looking to see if there's some way he can get out. And he actually does move south. And when you're looking here in this room, uh, in the Great Hall, up towards the dais, there is a, a door, if you're facing the throne, on the right-hand wall. And he's going to go inside that door and shut it behind him. And you guys remember when you came in that when that first room you came into, it was kind of this kill box where there were murder holes above and there was arrow slits on the side. It looks like he has gone into the room that's on the other side of those arrow slits. So it is this probably pretty well defendable room that he has gone into and locked himself in. You hear the rattling and locking of the door. Ornan, it is your turn. You are standing there with Captain of the Guard in front of you and Sylvie on the ground next to you. <sighs> I'm going to strike the Captain of the Guard, or attempt to, with my war pick. Okay. Uh, that's going to miss for a 12 to hit. That is going to miss. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out my hip flask, and I'm going to drink a quick shot of some mycelium mead. Okay. Healing me for 12 hit points. Oh, wow. Nice. And that will be the end of my turn. Okay. Guy, it is your turn. You are also face-to-face with the Captain of the Guard. Okay. Uh, Unfortunately, Guy can't do anything for Sylvie, so he's going to move past her body and get between the Captain of the Guard and Sir Roland. Okay. And he's going to go ahead and take an attack against the Captain of the Guard, and if it hits... It's going to be non-lethal. Okay. Here we go. Straight up attack. Oh, it's only eight to hit. Excuse me. That that guy didn't make non-lethal attacks on your friend over here, bud. <laughs> hey, you're, you're still alive. All right. <laughs> 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 by the grace of that gentleman. Uh, oh, my gosh. So that was, uh, so that was, that was it. Yep. 
Don't okay. breathe in too much of that dust. I think that's that little boy floating in the air. <laughs> yeah, as you step over in between these two, you could, the dust starts to coat your boots. Oh, my goodness. All right, Sylvie, here we go. First death saving throw of this campaign. Go ahead and roll a d20, and let's see what it is. That's an 11. Oh, yes. That's a positive oh, roll. Congratulations. Good. Okay. Good. Bringing us now down to Tobias's guard. She is going to try to take down Gareth, the captain of the guards, again. And that is going to be... Oh, that's going to hit. That's going to be a 20. If she can deal six damage, he goes down. Here we go. Oh, she deals three damage. He is still standing, but barely. It's a good thing Tobias hired us. He would be so dead. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness, yeah. All right. That brings us now to Sir Roland. Sir Roland has his sword out. He is going to take two swings. He's got two choices, Gee or Ornan. He is going to attack Gee. One attack. That is going to be a 20 to hit. That will definitely hit. He okay. takes 10 damage. And deals back nine damage to you. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the next attack is going to be... That's also going to hit you, I'm sure. That's going to be an 18 to hit. Yeah, that matches my AC. So he takes another, another 10 <laughs> another damage. 10 damage. <laughs> I love that. And he is going to deal back at you. Uh, that's going to be ooh, almost max damage. That's going to be uh, 14 damage. I'm down. Oh, oh no. gosh. Okay. Oh, man. man. But I did 20 damage before I went down. That was Paul's good. Paul's trying to good kill damage. us again. I'm not trying He's to kill you guys. Close. You guys were doing so good. What happened? No, it's it's like the it's like the third session hump that we always had in our other campaigns. <laughs> oh, it's gosh. like the, yes. the second or third encounter always kills us. I'm all about that third session hump, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. Oh, oh, my gosh. All right. The archer is going to stand up and look around the room, and she is going to take two shots, one at the guard and one at Magram. Magram, does a 12 hit you? A 12 does hit. Oh, no. Oh. Wait, what? Both of you <laughs> have 12 AC? Oh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a squishy boy. We're a little squish. Oh, my gosh. You take seven damage. Oh, okay. my goodness. Uh, okay. Okay. And then the guard is getting shot at. And uh, that's a 14. That's going to miss the guard. Oh, my gosh. Magram, what are you going to do? Holy cow. All right, so let's start with let's start with the bonus action hinky punk attack. Cool. So once again. Hello. Oh, gosh, dang it. A 14 oh, to hit. That will miss. Okay. Um, Magram is going to rush in. He's going to move past the captain of the guard, up past the other guard, right up next to Sylvie. And he's actually going to reach over to Guy and inject a plunger of medicine into Guy and heal him for eight uh, healing. Okay. All right. I'll take eight. <sighs> um, question, Paul. I'm nervous. Yes, I am nervous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. So my question, though, is, are we doing the same rule that we had last time where we had gained um, exhaustion every time no. we went down? No, okay, we're so not doing that rule again. We're not doing that again. Okay. All right. Um, actually, one second. Let me look at something. Oh, 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 dude, I forgot about this. So 
part of my class feature is this circle of mortality that when I heal somebody that's at zero hit points, I always heal for max. Oh my gosh. Ooh. So that'd be an 11. So Sylvie should have had more hit points, but she still would have gone down. Yeah, I so still, Sylvie yeah. still be down. Okay. But you get 11 hit points and not eight. Oh, okay. 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 Right. That's still only one hit from these guys, but yeah, that's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, but that's all I've got for my turn. I've, I've burned through 44 hit points at this point, or more than oh that. Oh my gosh. Wow. All right. That is going to bring us now to Tobias. Tobias is going to step forward, and he is going to look over the balcony, and he is going to see that things have turned. He's going to glance around looking for some escape, and he is going to... Let me just look real quick to see what he's actually got on him. Okay, you see him pull out a dagger. Ooh, you see him pull out a dagger. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that did some sonic damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Want a chili dog? <laughs> <laughs> That's some Sonic the Hedgehog, the cartoon from the 90s. It was terrible, oh. and it was Steve Urkel's voice. All right. He is going to hurl a dagger at Gareth, the captain of the guard. That's some confidence from a balcony, <laughs> like you know 30 what? feet away. <laughs> he's he's going for it. Let's see what he's got. Um, he rolled a seventeen. That is going to hit. Oh my <laughs> nice. Gosh. Oh man. Okay. So now, can he deal enough damage? So he gets plus one to this attack. He's got to roll a two or higher. He's got to roll a two or higher on a d four. It's a three! Yes. Oh, damage. yes. You see this dagger come streaking out of nowhere and super clutch. It just sticks Gareth in the back of the head. You see his eyes roll up in his head as he slumps over dead. Oh my goodness. Uh, that brings us past Gareth, past everybody, and back up to the top of the round with Edmund, the steward who is in that locked room. Ornan, you are up. You are now standing there with an archer behind you and Sir Roland in front of you. Sir Roland looks a little bit panicked, but also he has his jaw really gritted like he is in for the long haul in this. Make a quick insight check. Uh, 13 insight. 13. You sense the archer behind you, Serena, this elvish woman who has had drinks at your bar many times. You sense a lot of indecision in her what to do she has her bow in her hands she has an arrow knocked she's ready to shoot at somebody again but you see her glancing side to side and looking towards exits Ornan what are you going to do I'm going to ready an attack if Sir Roland attacks anyone I'm going to attack him but I'm going to say well this has been quite a fracas should we maybe put the weapons away and have a chat I'd sure like to know where all my taxes have been going all right, very good. Um, Guy, you are lying prone on the ground in front of Sir Roland. Oh, then I will stand up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 15 feet of movement. And I will... Why don't you make an insight check as well? That's a 12. You see, you sense the same thing about the archer. And uh, I think, um, Ornan, you and Guy both with your rolls, uh, you sense that Sir Roland looks very much committed to this path. Seeing the archer... Serena, you said her name was? Yes. 
Seeing Serena unsure what to do next, I'll just yell over my shoulder, you don't need to die for this lawbreaker. And then I'm going to go ahead and take an attack against uh, Sir Roland. I know that uh, Ornan didn't take the attack, but I'm going to. It's a only a 13 to hit. That will hit. Oh, Sir Roland is not wearing any armor. He is wearing just clothing. It's 11 damage, and if it does take him down, it would be um, non-lethal because I want to get some answers. Okay, that is your turn. Very nice. Uh, why don't you make a persuasion check as well? We're going to say difficulty 13. I got a 12. Okay. <sighs> Sylvie, another death saving throw, please. Sylvie rolled a 16. Hey, oh, that's good. another in the positive. Good. Fantastic. Good. All right. That's going to bring us now to the guard of Tobias, the tax collector. Uh, she is going to rush towards Serena and going to stab at her with her spear. And that is going to be... Only a 12 to hit, and Serena has an AC that is a little higher than that. It is going to miss. It is Sir Roland's turn. Sir Roland is going to make two attacks. One at Guy, one at Ornan. All right, and I'll make my attack against him too. Okay. Make your attack first, then. Make it a good one. I got a 10. Oh, man. Actually, I think that might hit. His oh. AC is low. What? You guys have not been attacking at him. He's not wearing any clothes. His dexterity is... Oh, the king has no clothes. Oh my clothes. gosh, that really <laughs> sets a different tone. Seriously, Paul, He's you need to do a better job of setting He's the like, stage. I prefer to fight in the nude. <laughs> He's not wearing any armor. He's just wearing clothing. His dex is only 11. It's a plus zero. Oh, so you do hit. That's awesome. You do oh. hit. Yeah, he's got AC of 10. So that's minimum damage. I got six. Okay. All right, let's see. Gi, attack coming your way. Is going to be only a seven. Okay, I'm up. Meaning I didn't go down. Ordin, <laughs> <laughs> attack coming your way is going to be a 12. That will miss. Serena's turn. She actually, um, standing there up against the guard, she has her bow in her hand. She's going to take two shots, both with disadvantage, because the guard is right there. And that is going to be, oh, first shot hits. And the second shot is going to miss. But the first shot will hit, and that is going to be... Who's she shooting at? The guard. He's right up, okay. right up against her. Uh, that's going to be five damage to this guard. That is the first damage that she has taken. And we are back to Magram. Wait, that was our guard, right? Yeah, that's your guard. Yes. Okay. Damn it, Serena. <laughs> Everybody else has a... You know, the thing is, is it's kind of funny because the bad guys who you've never talked to, they do have names. But this guard who you've traveled with and like, you know, been spending time with, she doesn't have a name. <laughs> Her name is Gardenia, the guard. Gardenia. Yeah. Her name is Gardenia. I love that. Her name is Gardenia. Fantastic. And the other guy's name was Garth. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, Magrum, you are up. So Magrum is kind of still down on a knee after having, you know, injected Gee with... Um, some kind of steroid? Yeah, yeah, it's like an adrenaline <laughs> shot. Hey, send some of that shit over here, dude. I, dude, I feel my testicles shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> Darn right, no. So um, he's going to quickly fumble on his pack and pull out a second one and inject this into Sylvie, which will, of course, give her max healing for 11 points of healing. Nice. Thank you. So much better. No problem. And then with the bonus action, Kinky Punk is going to go... Weirdly, it's going to float like through Ornan in his pack and appear over next to Sir Roland and make an attack at him. 
for a 12 to attack. That will hit. Six damage. So Sir Roland had 52 hit points, and he'd already taken 46 hit points of damage. Describe what Hinky Punk does to Sir Roland. This is a spell, so it cannot be non-lethal. So Hinky Punk just kind of reaches in with these two wispy little flame-like hands and is like, and tugs his soul out of his chest. He goes pale. Jesus f***ing Christ, He just drops to the ground. Wow. Uh, I didn't expect to see that. (laughs) What the hell is that? Get it away from me. Hinky Punk want a hug. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh. All right. Well, um, there is still one more combatant left. Honestly, I'm struggling to find if we're the good guys after that. (laughs) And also maybe my a little bit turning someone to ash, but mostly that. A child. Let's let's, let's be clear. A child. He he was, you know, only a few years younger than me. Within a decade. This is going to be the campaign where Sabrina keeps trying to kill children. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we said it was going to be a darker campaign. Oh, my God. Only when they deserve it. Oh, gosh. Uh, All right. Well, we are going to go back up all the way back around at the top of the initiative order. We have um, the steward is still hiding in his room. We've got Ornan. You are up. You are surrounded by death. There is one person left. It is Serena. She has taken a couple shots at Tobias. She's taken a couple shots at the guard. What are you going to do? Ornan is going to walk over to her with his warpick as a walking stick. Stand about 10 feet away from her and say... Serena, the last time you were over at the All the Way Inn, you ordered that Siren Saison. And I remember we had a great old chat about some of those personal problems you have going. I'd really hate to have to fight you. Can we just put things to rest for a minute and maybe let you be on your way? Did Ornan and Serena talk about boy problems? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I don't know, I feel like she kind of had that chance already, but it's time to just... eh. Cut ties. You're so ruthless, Sabrina. <laughs> Why don't you make a persuasion check? Difficulty 13, but I'll let you make it with advantage. Ooh. Okay, okay. I got a 21. All right. And with that, we are going to cue victory music. <sighs> that was a little dicey there. A little. I'm so glad you're good at healing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was Jeez. that was rough. That, that was, was rough. super rough. As you are standing there, Ornan, you <laughs> say that to Serena. You see this guard of Tobias has her spear ready to strike again, and Serena drops her bow and raises up her hand. She says, I surrender, I surrender. I surrender, don't kill me. He's not worth dying for. You're right. He's not. He's also dead, I, I hope. Right? Yeah, hopefully you got your wages recently, because I don't think he's going to be paying you anytime soon. Tobias, the coast what? is clear. You can come down now. He he kind of peeks up over the balcony and he's like, "How do, how do I get down from here? There's a there's a door back here. I can't. I'm afraid to go anywhere in this castle that I'll be attacked again." And then this uh, guard, um, Gardenia, she's like, "I'll find you," and she goes hustling down the hallway—not the hallway that's like the trophy hallway, but the other hallway, the one that goes south. 
and she disappears out of sight. So here you are now. Tobias is out of sight, and so is his guard. You are here left alone. The steward has locked himself in a room, and you have Serena, this archer, who is on her knees, her hands uh, on her head, and she's like, what will you do with me? I I attacked a representative of the Baron. I'm, I'm a traitor. Well, I have it in me to let you go, but I'd have to talk to these others here. You've seen some things about me that I wouldn't want anybody knowing about. He will walk over to the door where the steward locked himself, and I'll start banging on it, and I'll say, Steward, you can come out now. The violence is done. While Guy is doing that, Sylvie is going to go over Roly-Poly's body and see if she can get any good good stuff off of him. <laughs> You're looting the body. I'm looting the body! Like a real D&D campaign, yeah. finally. Uh. finally. Okay, yeah, you actually, on him, you do find um, a very nice golden ring. It's just a solid band on his left hand on his ring finger. You also find that there is a great sword. It looks like it's well-made, not magical or anything, but it could fetch you a, a few gold for sure. His clothing is ruined, but his boots do look nice. I don't know if you want to start tugging the boots off of a dead body here in his I own castle. I don't want to actually take any, like, I just kind of want to look him over for, like, notes, like, info, like, not actual, like, loot. You do actually, in one of his pockets, you do find a key. All right, that I will pocket. Hey, Margaret, what are you going to do with this ghost? <laughs> I don't like the way it's it's looking around at all of us and just giggling. I don't like it. It's making me very uncomfortable. He's still holding Roly-Poly's soul. I didn't realize that's what a soul looked like. But now that I see that shape, it's very much soul-like. I would have to say that that is most definitely what a visual representation of a soul looks like. <laughs> the color... I wouldn't have been able to describe a soul before now, but now that I see it, yeah, that's definitely a soul. <laughs> um, you see, the the Ignis Fatus, uh, they are very mysterious. He will leave very soon, I assure you of that, especially now that the killing has ceased. And in fact, like, uh, literally within five seconds, uh, it just kind of fades out and disappears, but you can detect a very faint trail of light moving back towards Mogram from where the hinky punk had been. Mogram's going to turn to the elven archer and he will say, Remind me, dear, what was your name? I'm Serena. Serena. What you have seen today is a most unfortunate series of events. However, I think you will understand and agree that the greater power of the Baron has overcome the insurrection of Sir Roland. Do you not agree? And he's like nodding, trying to get her to kind of realize that this is what she has to accept. She thinks about it for a second, then she starts to nod and she says, yes, I, I see that. I see that now, yes. As you are talking to Serena, Tobias and his guard now come uh, back up the hallway, uh, the same hallway that the guard left through to go find Tobias. He is now down on the same floor as you again. You guys can keep talking as he approaches, but you can see that now he is there uh, and he will be able to now hear the conversation. But, but can you tell us what uh, what was uh, Sir Roly-Poly's revolt for? She says, I, I don't know. 
I know that he's been spending a lot of time down in the basement of the castle. I know that a lot of things have been coming to the castle. I don't know what, but I know that we have been told to not report what's going on here for quite some time. But uh, I never suspected that he would raise a hand, nor did I suspect that he was not actually paying his taxes. I remember very well going around town and, and helping collect those. They should have been sent out months ago. Understandable. Tobias now approaches with his guard and he says, well, they weren't, and that's why we're here. You realize you're in a lot of trouble, young lady. You're in a lot of trouble with the Baron. Yes, but hopefully some sort of clemency can be arranged given her willingness to assist us with investigating the dealings of Sir Roland, no? Make a persuasion check. As you are making that persuasion check, he says, she shot at me twice. Arrows meant to kill me. Ooh, I rolled a 17. I have a plus zero for my modifier. Nice. But, yes, I can see now that you have surrendered. He looks around the room. You've made the wise choice, wiser than any of your compatriots. If you will help me to acquire what is the Baron's, I will speak on your behalf. And you see Serena like, Take this big breath. And you see like a tear forming at the corner of her eye. And she's like, I honestly, I, I'll help in any way I can. But I, I don't know what was going on. I was, I was not privy to that knowledge. All I know is the basement. And it was all very secret, very hush-hush, just between Sir Roland and, and his inner circle. Would the gentleman who's locked himself in this room back here be uh, one of those inner circles? And when Sylvie says that, Guy is, again, hammering on the door saying, Stuart, come on out. The fighting's done. Through the door you hear, I did not raise a hand. You saw me. I did not raise a hand. You you, you saw that. You were all witnesses. Well, come out so we can talk about it. I'm... Serena's alive and she shot arrows at the freaking tax collector. <laughs> Serena, perhaps you could convince him to come out of that room. You see her stumble over towards the door. She did get pushed off of, like, a 12-foot balcony earlier. <laughs> Such a move. She's probably got, like, broken ribs. And... She's fine. I literally died twice. <laughs> Shake it off. It's fine. Yeah, soak it up, princess. Yeah. <laughs> you see you see Serena go over to the door, and she knocks lightly. She says, she says, Edmund, it's me, Serena. It seems that they're going to let me live, even though I did raise a hand, so... Oh, his name is Edmund? I thought his name was Stuart. He's the steward. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, Edmund, they just want answers. They want to know where the money is, and they need to take it back to the Baron. That's all. And then you hear Edmund say, I didn't raise a hand. Remember that. And then the door opens. And you see this trembling older man Usually when you saw him, he was at the all the way in drinking his tea. He had have a book. He always seemed very well composed, put together. Um, you see, he is just fallen apart. The money's gone. It's all gone. It's all been spent. As he's talking, you see Tobias starts to get scared uh, just at the prospect of having to go back to the Baron and report that the taxes, all this money he was supposed to go and get is now gone. Edmund then continues speaking and he says, but I can show you I can show you what it was used on and 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 perhaps 
perhaps there is something salvageable, that perhaps there's something that can be sold, something of value that maybe the Baron can still use. But I don't want to go down there. Did you know that the night that Sir Roly-Poly wasn't sending the taxes on? Obviously, he didn't send his guards with locked and armored chests and things full of cash. Why didn't you say anything? Say anything to who? To the Baron. Where? How? I live here in Beregrad. The Baron, the Baron is ten days travel away. Yeah, and letters exist. I got one the other day. Letters exist, but by the time I realized the depths that Sir Roland was willing to go to, I was in too far. And I feared... Willing to go to for what? What was he after? What does he... What does he have in this basement? He looks left and he looks right. And he says, A Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot, I cannot top that. I cannot top that. The monster, Jesus Christ. Scott's going to kill you. He looks at you, he looks left, he looks right, and he says, The darkest of magics. And with that... We are going to stop for tonight. Oh, <sighs> man. Jeez. Oh, man. That was so oh, my gosh. close. That, that was so That was close. an intense fight. Holy cow. I did not feel good. As I was rolling um, all of the initiatives, I realized that before I even put the four of you in the tracker, there were already nine initiatives on the tracker. <laughs> now, some of them didn't even get a move. I mean, like the 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 guard of Tobias, he got hacked in two by the, by the half-orc right away. Yeah. That doesn't make me feel better. He was on our side. That made me nervous. Like, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, no, we're dead. Okay, well, very cool, guys. That was a lot of fun. Very close, very hectic, but I knew you guys could do it. Killing 16-year-old boys and all that. Pushing <laughs> pushing paralyzed women off of balconies. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> yeah that wasn't us. That was you. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, don't forget, come join us on the Discord. Talk about this episode and let us know what you think might be the darkest of magics. And until we get together next time, we hope you have a great time.